0: And welcome back to episode 28 of the Weekly Tech Rant. I'm Jay. And I'm Carl. Welcome back, everyone.
1: Hey, Carl. How are you doing? All right. Not too bad. Uh, yeah. Oh. Managed to get out and see a few people earlier. Socially distanced, of course. But uh, it does make a difference, actually, get some human interaction. I have to say, I've forgotten what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> the beard might have grown a bit bigger since you last saw me. <laughs>
0: Oh, yes. The relaxation in some of the lockdown restrictions
1: here in the UK, isn't it? Yeah. First day of a bit of a lockdown. The kids are back at school. Uh, it was quiet around the house today. Uh, I bet. I bet. Time for a celebrity
0: alcoholic beverage of some description, no doubt. This evening. There were
1: a few beverages going on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: excellent. Excellent news, my friend. So we have a quite a few stories tonight on the weekly tech round. It seems to be quite a cybersecurity heavy show this evening, doesn't it? A lot has happened in the last week. We've only got two Apple stories. <laughs> only two? Are you sure? Only are, two. Yeah, not an extra one stuck
1: in there somewhere. I'm just, just no. I'm,
0: well, uh, technically speaking, the first story I think could could be technically Apple-esque, but we'll 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 talk uh, about. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. I'll give you that one.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. So we got a full we got a full lineup of stories the same, the same, ranging from chips to. I was going to say fish, but that's a bad British pun, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) Chips to exchange to crypto to stalkers to potentially an event, uh, old CPUs and, well, buy it now while it's available, which we'll come back to in a bit. So, Carl, kick us
1: off then with the first story of the night, which is all about chips. It's all about chips. So our favourite fab, TSMC. Sure, I get that right. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they've announced they're going to be starting production of what the three nanometers. Yep, yep. And they've already sold all their stock to Apple.
0: So three nanometers. So is this uh,
1: remind me? Are the, M1, the the M1 chips? They're on five, five. aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. five. Uh, and so are the chips in the iPhone 12, aren't they? They're the also A14. five nanometers. Yeah, they're also five nanometer. Well, most CPUs, uh, like the AMDs, are running seven. Intel's still running 14. (laughs) No, no, that's a lie. They've just brought out the 10. No, actually, they they haven't. Is that 10 nanometer or is that still 14? Uh, The new Rocket Rocket Lake. Lake? I think that's 14 Uh, still, isn't it? They took the 10 nanometer stuff and backported it to 14.
0: Yeah, yeah, you are correct. Rocket yeah, because we t- we spoke about it a few weeks ago, didn't we? We did. we, were, we were kind of surprised around why they were still doing this, but you are right. They've taken the ten nanometer chip, uh, um, basically the, the the system on chip, isn't it, and moved yeah. it up almost like it's like here, have some more room. <laughs> like, yeah. And what am I meant to do with that? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. So three no, nanometers but... then. So what's this? Yeah. This has got to. This has got to be what new chips. I mean this.
1: Surely well, be be are, the A15? Are, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it's the M1X or, or the A15 or whatever they're going to call it. Um, well, yeah, so maybe it's that. But T- TSMC, are uh, blaming this is a beta run, aren't they? So kind of it's, it's past that point where they're feeling confident in it, but it's probably not production-ready full capacity yet. But <laughs> Apple have bought all, what, 30000 a month? For the for the rest of the year, or well, for the next three or four months, anyway, I think. So yeah, so I guess then
0: as you're right, this is as you said, a beta run or a pre-production run. So some of those some of those chips are, are going to be failures, aren't they? Some of them, of them are going to be, are,
1: yeah.
0: Some of them are going to be, I guess, yield running, rate probably isn't. Quite. Yeah, running higher, running below. I mean, so I guess for Apple, what this is this is a test run, perhaps of their their new designs. This is allowing them to, I guess, check out whether or not the design works as planned or whether or not they yep. can tweak the tweak it and you know i guess owning buying out the capacity of tsmc means that there's no competition from anybody else as there then in that sense on that not on that all.
1: Uh, sizing oh, yeah. and 3 nanometers is going to bring some what is it 25 to 30% reduced power consumption or you know if you keep the power at the same levels you probably get another 10 15% performance out of out of a chip out of the same so- chip
0: in terms of who's making this so we know Intel are not doing this, but Samsung surely are they three nanometer yet?
1: I think it's maybe next year okay, so I think Samsung are kind of tied up with their five nanometers for the Nvidia chips at the moment because they're all right. based on Samsung five nanometer and there's a bit of a shortage of those at the moment so I expect to say Samsung a bit tied up well everybody's
0: buying up the RTX 30 series aren't they at the moment so the- not really yep. exist, and the AMD
1: CPUs as well. But I don't. I think they're on seven nanometer.
0: Well, I was going to say because TSMC have been. They they make the seven nanometer AMD chips, don't they? So they do, yeah. Uh, and I'm guessing that production line is must be well established at the moment, considering that seven nanometers isn't a isn't a test anymore. It's it's production ready, and they've been spitting those out at some. Yeah, that's badly. way into
1: production, isn't it?
0: But I guess the point for TSMC here is, as we know, Intel. Well, I don't know whether it is fully official, but as we've said we and reports that Intel have uh, given TSMC some of their w- fabrication work, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they have.
0: Um, and I, I suppose for, for them, it's cheaper to build fabs than it is to design the chips, which is obviously the, the more technical aspect of of uh, semiconductor work, isn't it? Which Intel, yeah. you know, have pedigree in. We, nobody doubts that. But no, perhaps they're you know, moving to... They just can't get that chip production quite right. Well, I was just going to say, moving to third-party production perhaps is the only way forward here. But is there any
1: capacity, though? (laughs) There might be a a little bit too late.
0: (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, though, if TSMC, right, are spitting out all these 7 nanometer chips um, for AMD, they are potentially doing some... Yeah, they're doing Apple's, um, you know, chips for, for, you know, the M1 and whatever. Uh, I know Apple also... Use other fabs, we know that for a fact. I do, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're now spinning out three nanometers. Uh, well, they they can't be they can't be taking on more customers, they've got to be this is going to be
1: like, you guys, you've got to wait now. We're busy. So, well, I mean, shortly after that story about you know them selling it all to Apple, they did make another or they didn't make an announcement. Sorry, there was a rumor going around they did they auctioned off some spare capacity. Where did they find that then? Like the back under the sofa? I don't know, they obviously it wasn't mentioned what kind of nanometer it was you know allegedly the free nanometer is is booked out to 2024 so it's not going to be free nanometer if they found but you know it could be five nanometer, it could be seven nanometer yeah not <laughs> sure but <laughs> apparently these went for what 15 to 20 percent above the market price so somebody's paying a heavy dollar for this uh,
0: you can just hear now yeah we've got a we've got a bit of uh... Spare capacity. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. We've got 14 nanometers going free. Um, <laughs> 14 nanometers, <you> know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, basically like, you know, do, do you want it? We, we can let you use it. Nobody, nobody's touching it. In fact, n-
1: nobody wants it, you know. <laughs> yeah. but we're not going to pay you to take it off our hands. We want 20% more. I I have a feeling, like, uh, the rumors are saying this is probably the automotive industry. because I, I know they've also been hit quite badly by sh- chip shortages. And you know, they probably don't need sub seven nanometers, do they? No, I guess not. I mean, it's, <laughs> I guess in your car, you're not really giving it a monkeys. It's order not it's 14, cutting, cutting edge, is it? it
0: and, yeah, and you're not wor- and you're not worried about power consumption either, are you? Because um, no, you've
1: got an engine there generating that.
0: No, you're just saying. So it's not like you're worried about. I've only, I've only got a, uh, you know, um, a ten thousand milliamp battery that I've got. To support. No, you, you've got like, you know, a three hundred brake horsepower car, or, or I don't know, two hundred kilowatts if that's a Tesla. Or I don't know. I don't know what the comparison is, but you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's hardly the, the same problem, is it? But yeah, I, I, I partly thinks you're right. Did they have more capacity because they were holding back uh, to see whether or not what the demand was, you know, mm. and. Is it? And, and let's be honest, it is a supply and demand at the moment, and we, we're seeing oh, definitely. AMD, Nvidia having massive rushes on their on their on their silicon. Uh, so you know, TSFC probably were like, okay, well, let's just see what happens. Perhaps we could squeeze some extra work out of here. Um, yeah. And I guess you know why not? You know, for them, they they can sit pretty because everybody's coming to them, aren't
1: they? It's not like they're having exactly. to tap for business. And you can see them in that boardroom. What if we charge twenty percent extra. Do you think they'd buy it? Yeah. yeah, yeah why not? They will. They'll lap it
0: <laughs> up. And then like, they come back in and they are like, guys, 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 we, we should have said 30. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Maybe next time. Well, <laughs> that's always the way though, isn't it? It's, it's you know, it's, it's just, Doesn't no matter what you charge and somebody buys it and you're like, oh, I should have gone higher.
1: It's like, it's like eBay all over again, isn't it?
0: Oh, don't don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> but cool, I, three nanometer. That, I mean, considering we're talking about you know the five nanometer before and the massive improvements with those the Apple M one chips and obviously other uh, silicon. And then you know we got mm. we got Intel at the other end of the, the bucket going. Oh. Yeah, we kind of think ten nanometers the way forward. And you're like, guys, you know, and like <laughs> Apple, ten running was so away five years it. ago. <laughs> I, look, you know, without getting into a whole, you know, conversation around Moore's law and the whole yep. kind of, you know, semiconductor piece here, it, my head starts to get very, very hurty when I, when I think three nanometer. How many billions of transistors? And at what point do we? Do, does it become like we can't see the chip anymore? <laughs> you know? well, so is
1: it, yeah. Because the jump from five nanometer to three nanometers has come pretty quickly. Well, seven to five to three has been pretty quick. Yeah, the uh, okay. wait we had to wait from fourteen to ten to seven was huge. So where yeah, do we go I, next, I mean, do we get one nanometer? Which has got to be pushing it. But what happens after that? Are we going point something again nanometer? I have no idea. I'm like, you know, and I. Okay, I, mean, I apologize yeah, my for my the, like that. Yeah, definitely.
0: I, I apologize for the you know the hurty term, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it's like you know what. But heck, you know, I remember I was reading up something earlier because I was curious around actually this point of beyond three nanometer. And there's a Wikipedia yeah. entry on the three nanometer piece here, and yeah. it says in December 2019, Intel announced plans for a 1.4 nanometer production in 2029. Now that may have changed because obviously no, years no, later... no,
1: that, that wasn't 1.4; that was 14 again.
0: Oh yes, the decimal point. You misread place. that one. <laughs> But it, it says here though that you know this in late this was in 2018. It said that the chairman of TSMC predicted chip scaling would continue to three and then two nanometer, uh, and TSMC began research on two nanometer in 2019. Okay. So they're not if they if they began research on on two nanometer two years ago and then are now putting three nanometer into production, albeit mm. you know beta. That yeah. is some movement. That's impressive. They are really good, impressive. Aren't they? You know. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The scaling is just absolutely
1: beyond. Yeah, are we going to hit another kind of brick wall again?
0: Well, to give you some kind of comparison, twenty years ago, yeah, yeah, uh, it was hundred and eighty nanometers. Whoa, <laughs> hundred eighty nanometers in nineteen
1: ninety nine.
0: Hundred eighty nanometers, and then in two thousand and one, it went to one hundred and thirty. So what and was then that? it went was that
1: our P4s. Uh, what in two thousand
0: one? P3s. Uh, two thousand one would have been what, what the old yeah P3 P3s. Well, those um, are cartridge things, weren't they? Yeah, do you remember? But yes, yeah, right, the slot, and then and then it went to the Pentium M's. Remember them? Yeah, yeah.
1: Really, uh, and then yeah, the, the P4
0: yeah. northwards, and then we get into the AMD Ath all oh, the Athlons. Yes. Uh, ah, yeah, the
1: yeah, Athlons. God, fond memories. God, yeah
0: anyway we are digressing massively but yes uh, <laughs> definitely impressive work and I'd be I'm really keen to see what or what well basically what the hell are three nanometer chips what are they powering you know um, yeah. it's definitely not the new Apple M I'm gonna call it MX because we don't know what it is doing. it it's not yeah. the MX chips because it's I reckon early. they they're too early they're gonna stay on the same five nanometer five nanometers yeah and, and secondly they'll be putting more we're gonna see the next variant this year I, I'm, I'm pretty confident on that so definitely. i don't think it's those but yeah you never know what it could be the a15s or even a16s this might be same for
1: next year then
0: yeah yeah i suspect Suspect so oh well talking of uh making money then i guess because that's a tsmc are <laughs> making money hand over fist definitely um oh good russian friend uh eugene kaspersky well hi ah, eugene you know. Ah, oh, Eugene, you know <laughs> like we know him. <laughs> <laughs> I know him through his products. Ah,
1: um, yes,
0: the CEO of uh, Kaspersky. I guess are they security software these days?
1: I guess they are. Are they more, anti-virus? Yeah, more than that? Just antivirus, aren't they? They've got a cyber threat team and all sorts of things like. Yeah, security company. They are pretty well, obviously very well respected in the industry.
0: Uh, you know, huge consumer base. Anyway, so Eugene Kaspersky has suggested that apparently that the end of the pandemic, whenever that might happen. He thinks there's going to be a slowdown in cybercrime, according to a story I saw on the register. Um, <laughs> the reasoning so, was brilliant. Oh, I love it. I love it. Basically, they're going to have made so much money, they're going to have a holiday.
1: Yeah, everyone needs to spend their uh, ill-gotten gains. <laughs> it's like, I, so, Carl, you know,
0: let's that, just the picture this. You and I are ransomware cybercriminals, you know, and yep. during, the, during the COVID crisis, you know, we've we've capitalized on the whole working from home thing, you know, the lax security, and we've raked it in. You know, so problem is now, look, everybody's vaccinated, you know, fast forward, everybody's vaccinated, you know, everybody's back in the office, you know, theoretically. You know what, Carl, let's give it up. Let's go spend all that Bitcoin that (laughs) we've been... What do you fancy going, Jay? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't know. Let's go to the Maldives, I guess, you know, something like that. Buy an island? But I mean, come on, come
1: on. Cyber criminals don't take a holiday. Somebody else steps up and
0: fills the gap.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, It's a nice idea, but I think they're going to be then capitalising on everyone being back at the office. <laughs> well, this is it, isn't
0: it? And I, I mean, his theory, his theory was very royally shot down, wasn't it, by another um, it was. another res- respected uh, security uh, researcher, a uh, Dr. Greg Austin from uh, who was a professor of cybersecurity strategy and diplomacy at the University of New South Wales in Australia, whose point was that basically. Uh, people will return to offices and you know they will fall for phishing emails basically because people you know
1: it's just human nature it, it happens, is and it? it's phishing emails it doesn't matter whether you're in the office on the road or work from home it got, it's gone through the same email filtering system it is so if I mean, you click on at likely, home you'll click it in the office he did. Or vice versa. Yeah. did did make a good point
0: though he said more junior criminals are joining cyberspace um yep. and that he said, "You know, he said that the the COVID nineteen pandemic has seen new people join the crime. Street. Well, of course they have. It's opportunistic. It's
1: like any Easy situation. Money.
0: You're right. And there's, you know, when we were younger and cyber crime wasn't quite the sophisticated thing that it is now. You know, twenty it it years wasn't ago, at all no. <laughs> you know, the biggest one was script kiddies, weren't they? You know, people downloading, yeah. uh, you know, quickly applications off off the net, off forums, no real expertise or training, and running them." And hacking systems or planting backdoors, whatever you know, remote access yeah. stuff. You know, I'm I remember playing with back office 2K. Do you remember that? Ah, uh, yeah. Back from the cult, of the dead cow, CDC. Yep. Um, and all that kind of stuff. You know, back I was, you know, back when Earth that was around, and learning how to play with you know the remote access tools and things like that. You yep. know, but now it's more sophisticated than you know now you You log on to whatever darknet forum and you pay for a DDoS attack of a botnet for 20 minutes on your favorite Call of Duty server because they banned you. Um, Uh, And I know that you're
1: still still buying those toolkits as well. Obviously, they've come on a long way, but you still get onto those dark markets. Oh yeah, buy those malware toolkits. They're just a lot more advanced. But that's what I mean. You know, it's it's
0: accessible. It's it's a it's a subscription service now, isn't it? It's like all things. It's gone SAS. Um, so I don't suggest that I don't think I think Kaspersky's probably a bit off the mark saying that cyber criminals are going to take a holiday and spend their all on gains. I don't think so. I think you know opportunist crime means that they'll want to make more money. Uh, and yeah, the you know, the part about new you know new people joining, yeah, that's definitely I I totally am on board with that. And I think he's right. This is proven that you know the work from home environment suits all industries. <laughs> it works for everyone. It does, you know, but yeah, I I think, I don't know what he's been, um, (laughs) what what he's been told or or what his researchers are telling him. But yeah, it seems a little bit odd that, you know, they're going to all spend this money unless they're tracking some huge, you know, Bitcoin, um, Bitcoin information, which actually to, I'm going to jump a story because I think it makes sense here in our, in our show notes. So there's another, there's there's another crypto story going on, isn't there? Stole (laughs) Wynne, step aside.
1: Uh, You've been outdone, my son.
0: Well, before we talk about solar winds, I meant as in like the crypto story with oh, uh, John we jumped McAfee. Jump two ahead, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it, it just it just made me think. I was thinking like, hang on a minute, Kaspersky says that they're not they're going to go spend all this
1: loot. Well, I know somebody that's not going to be spending the loot. No, he's spending some time somewhere, but not the loot. Uh, no, Mister McAfee himself. Uh, what? what no, don't the... Tell me
0: of oh, McAfee. McAfee antivirus, by money, chance?
1: Well, yes, I'm sure they'd like to distance themselves from that, because I don't think he's been involved for quite some time, but he's our no. f- favourite resident loony. Um, <laughs> he is a little bit... I mean, I, I stress, that's our own personal opinion. But It uh, is, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's currently being, what? Uh, not indicted, I think that's the word, but he's up on, what, seven charges in, in the US? Yeah. Uh, what, what we've got... Uh, this is all to do with uh, a pump, or crypto schemes, pump and dump schemes, and is it ICO, Initial Coin Offerings? That's it, yep. Yep, so he was up on what was he up on, uh Conspiracy to commit, to commit Commodities and Security Fraud. Conspiracy to Commit Securities and Touting Fraud? Not sure what that is. I'm not two sure counts, that what is that. is. Two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Two more counts of substantial wire fraud. Oh my God. Count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. And then there's some civil charges to go with that as well. And I know he's currently in custody in Spain, facing extradition to the US. Yeah, but
0: wasn't he over in Bolivia somewhere for like, was it murder or attempted murder or something similar he like was, that? There was definitely
1: some shootouts going on, wasn't there?
0: There was some dodgy stuff going on. But this whole thing about pumping and dumping crypto, right? Um, yep. Just
1: before we talk about McCaffrey a bit more. what that Surely Elon Musk should be up for this as well, though. But maybe he's only but, pumped it and not dumped it. And you only get dumb when you get dumping it. <laughs> I was just going to say, because, you know, every other day you see Elon Musk tweeting about, was
0: it Dogecoin or something or Bitcoin? Do- or Doggy
1: coin? Dogecoin? Dogecoin? I don't know I don't what know. it is. That one. D-O-G-E. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, like, then like everybody raises it. Next thing, he's telling everybody to sell it, isn't he? And, like, what? You know, if you look at that from a simplistic viewpoint, that's no different to a degree what McAfee was doing, where he was tweeting out, wasn't he, around... Uh, certain current, certain coins or whatever, saying you know, this yep. is the uh, the one I would buy, or you should have this one. Um, but like you say,
1: perhaps then he was
0: dumping it. Uh, uh, you mm. know, alone.
1: I mean, well, we know he's not afraid of the SEC, is he? No,
0: not at all. No <laughs> he way. He
1: doesn't give a damn. He's you know, just going to carry on anyway. <laughs> I mean, ever since, like you say,
0: he uh, walked away from. Well, I I'd say walked away is not the right word. He left. You know, the the security industry. And you know, sold the company, which you know made a made a fair
1: fair old whack of cash. Became a very rich man from that. Yeah,
0: he did. I mean, he's he he was at McAfee Associates. He ran it up to ninety four, and then when he left, and yeah, he's he's you know slightly off the racket. I tell you something I learned today, though. Yeah, I I learned something today which I didn't know before. He's British. So what? He was born in Gloucestershire. I thought he was, like, Canadian or something. I I, thought he was, yeah, you know, like, say, American or, or North American, some description. He was born in Gloucestershire. His father was an American serviceman, and right. his mother was British. I did not know that. No, I didn't either. Random fact. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now we know.
0: <laughs> but... Yeah, but back to your point, though. Yeah, he's had run-ins with uh, he's running with the IRS. He's had tax evasion charges, isn't he? Like you say, yeah. he's he, you know clearly this is a complete scheme
1: to make money, allegedly. Um, well, and co- allegedly in the ICO they made thirteen million for him and his associates.
0: Yeah, I just it. This is the whole thing with crypto, and we could do a whole show on the ins and outs of crypto. And the, I guess whether we call it the legalities around some of these coins, the whether the transparency around them, you know, the whole thing around blockchain and Bitcoin and Ethereum, all the different, you know, different, and then again every one of these smaller coins uh, that have popped up in that. I mean, but this is, I think we're going to see more and more of these. um, I would say charges, but more and more of these situations. I think perhaps is that the right to look at it. you know that we're coming up, and people like him who are prominent figures who are playing the system because they know how to play it are, are probably going to, you know, there's going to be more of these and They you have know, a lot of followers, people. don't they? A lot of followers. They do. So they,
1: they can tweet things and people believe
0: them. I mean, look at, that's what I say about Trump, you know, like, uh, Trump, what the hell am I about Trump? Uh, Tesla and um, Tesla and uh, uh, Elon Musk, is that, you yeah. know, Musk, Musk made millions off the back of some of those things, and then, you know, sees the, the value of his own holdings drop overnight and i don't understand yep. that that's the bit i never get is he pumps up you know one of these coins saying that he's yep. bought loads into it then two days later you know bar oh, you should really, i'd be really
1: pleased if everybody sold their. you're like why are you telling people to do that um hmm, yeah i don't know it's a very odd one i don't it's end game is there
0: i don't i don't know but hey hey well mcafee
1: let's hope uh Let's hope the
0: Spanish don't extradite you, which they probably will, uh, because yeah, I'm suspe- sure that's you know. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the the Spanish have got probably no reason to hold on to him, have they? No. Um, you
1: know, and he could was it was it twenty or thirty years inside for those charges? If something uh, like that, most of those carry most of those charges, those seven carry a five year term each. Oh dear, oh
0: dear, oh dear. I think I think the I think he'd want to be made an example of if they took him to court.
1: Yeah, they will do.
0: Well, Mister McAfee your friend mr Kaspersky, is certainly doing better than you are the <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's been a fun ride
0: it has so talking of hacking we've got anti we've got two heads of anti well i say two heads of antivirus companies so one of them was at one point so coming back to antivirus and the hacks it has not been a good week for certain organizations and one of those in particular Ooh, no. is the um, swiss I- i'm going to pronounce this wrongly i know i am i think it's sita s i t a Um, and Hmm. CITER or Sitter is a company that you've probably never heard of, but if you've ever flown anywhere or you've bought airline tickets and you've, you know, or you've used frequent flyer systems, um, across nearly probably any country, you have heard of you. Yep. They've heard of you and you've interacted with their systems. They underpin pretty much most of the passenger systems, airline systems, don't they? Uh, yeah. Basically, anything, you know, the airline, they are highly embedded in the international airline business and they have been hacked. They had a substantial cyber attack, um, which they uh, disclosed um, earlier this month uh, that they said in a public disclosure that they confirmed that they had been they'd fallen victim to a wide ranging data security incident that had ensnared passengers from some of the world's largest airlines, again, according to
1: the article. But I so, know they haven't mentioned how many records no, were stolen or no, what those records contained.
0: No, but the reality is that it. <laughs> it well, the they t- the reality is they've, they've said that, but it's telling as well is what they haven't told you. Also, in the sense of who's been attacked, the companies themselves have done that. So yeah. they've said they they told news outlets following the disclosure that they were still in the process of informing all of the organisations. Now this that what that. This quote comes from uh, the early part of March, so the 5th of March or so. Yeah. So they said, you know, that they had informed all of the affected customers, airlines and related organizations. Uh, We currently will not say any more about the type of data that's compromised, nor will we confirm or disclose the names of involved parties at this stage. Other than that, airlines have already gone out to their customers and be public about the incident, which are Juju Air, South Korea. Malaysian Airlines, Finnair, Singapore Airlines, Air New Zealand, Lufthansa, Cathay Pacific, and Japanese Airlines. I yep. can also add to that British Airways and um, United, U- airlines. United Airlines. Because I received an email from both of those companies telling me that, by the way, your data has been compromised. And actually what the email said, and I've got one here, so I can pretty much tell you what it says. is that So British Airways basically said, dear customer, We've been notified of a breach at global technology company CITR, an IT services provider to many airlines around the world. CITR is not British Airways Booking and Reservation Systems Provider, and the breach does not involve our customers' financial information or password, as they do not have access. Please rest assured this incident was not a breach of British Airways Systems. We'll come back to that in a minute. Um, Along with other airlines, we do share limited information with partner airlines, etc., including your... British Airways executive club members' names, membership numbers, and some preferences, mm. such as seating, has been impacted. So it goes on to say, obviously, the standard stuff like, you know, don't reuse passwords if you have, change your password, etc., etc. et cetera. Now, BA were pretty quick to point out it wasn't them. Now, we know British Airways got hacked themselves the other year, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they, they've not had a great track record, have they?
0: No. um So they were pretty quick to point that out. United were a little bit less, weren't they, around that? So United's mm. email basically just said that we're telling you that a third party system ha- provider has been breached and it carries some of uh, the data for the Star Alliance. So it didn't explicitly say them. They just said the Star Alliance, which they're a member of. And then it goes on to basically say that, you know, um, they were notified on the 27th of February. Yeah. Uh, a limited amount of data. Again, it's a similar stuff again, isn't it? You know, frequent fly data. And it tells you about what has been done. But they're quick to stress again, they thank you for their
1: loyalty. And we, we look forward to seeing you on board soon. <laughs> yeah, see, the thing that kind of gets me here is I imagine that Sita, Sita, have been totally compromised. And they've got I think everything. They yep. But obviously, it's going to, depending on which airline you use, as to which data they gave Sita as to how much you're at risk.
0: And I think that's but the thing, like all, me and all, you,
1: who used to do a lot of international travel. I think we're pretty much, um, they've got everything.
0: Well, of course, they have. I mean, CITO basically was saying that, well, Lufthansa, I should say, who are part of Star Alliance, said, you know, basically they did some working out with all around that Lufthansa uh, statement. And the Lorty program, which is miles and more, that's got yep. 1.3 million miles and more members. Wow. So you know that sounds a lot, but you then extrapolate that out across all of those airlines. Um, you know, and you're right; it, it may not have passwords, but it's going to have other data about you. Again, it's just it, it compiles that electronic footprint, isn't it, of you on the web? It is. Yep. Um, I think you're right. I think Citer. Uh, that's how we're going to call it from now on, Citer. So uh, I different. think. I think. I think the doors were kicked open, and they walked out with everything. They absolutely yeah. walked out with everything, and. It, again is this nation state or is this criminal enterprise right now we do not know
1: or is this criminal negligence <laughs> just well, sloppy yeah, it no. systems if you get some so. script kiddies to walk with a lot we just don't know how good or bad their security systems were.
0: no i mean you only got to go back to the talk talk hack you know back in 2017 <sighs> wasn't it like a 17 year old kid who was trying to impress his friends wasn't it
1: yeah. Yeah, it's at like, the time. You know, you've seen war games, has not it? It was like that. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> Would you like to play thermonuclear war? Uh yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're hacking um, with the modem types of digits in job done, I'm in.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, hey, this is this is uh nineteen eighty three. I mean twenty twenty one. Um <laughs> but yeah, I think this this is this is big and as you pointed out, we don't know the full details on this. They've been um KG. Well, I think they've done They have, They've have. done the reasonable steps of disclosure that they've had to do, and I suspect... Because commonly they've known as to, the bare minimum. Well, yeah, and they've <laughs> had to contact, obviously, the relevant, um, I guess, the equivalent of whatever the Swiss ICO is, you know, the yep, Inflation Commissioner. Um, and, of course, it's been... I don't know whether the Swiss GDP... I'm, I'm assuming GDPR covers Switzerland. They're not part of... No, but I wonder whether they're a signatory to a similar law. Could I would well be, I would imagine yeah. so. But um technically speaking it's affected European companies so their data that will fall under GDPR because your data that's yeah. been held by a European company has been affected isn't it? It has.
1: Um
0: yeah. but going back to the British Airways thing though just as a final point on that though um so when British Airways got stung in 28 was it 2018 I think it was wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they like were that. fined 183 million pounds from the the ICO the, which is yep. the you know, the UK's um data protection that fine you know has massively dropped they never paid 183 million no, of course they didn't no one ever does L- last year there was an article that yep. said uh that basically said that according to um uh, financial documents of International Airlines Group (IAG), which is the headquarters for B. Everett yep. Airways and other ones, they set aside just 22 million euro for the
1: state protection of fine. It's just not on, really, is it? No, it's not. So, how's someone ever going to learn from this? If you get a fine, they need to pay pittance out of it. The whole thing around GDP... I know, and I, I know,
0: like it came under the GDPR thing because. GDPR wasn't it up to ten percent of global global revenue? I think it was, wasn't it? If I remember correctly. Yeah.
1: You know, What's it, the British it, Airways it, GDPR?
0: Or was that too right. early for that? Well, it would have been IAG, I suspect, but um, but yeah, you're right. It's more than 183 million. They've lost six, They lost six billion uh, pound, euro in the pandemic in the last year. Wow. To give you some yep. kind of yeah. Because GDPR was all about having teeth, wasn't it? It was all about. Yep going after companies and i remember when we were talking about gdpr back when i was uh, at another large security company and we did presentations on it and one of the, i think we i think we used facebook as an example yeah to say like you know imagine if facebook you know got fined under gdpr how many hundreds of millions you know it would you know it, almost or billions it would have been you know in terms of 10% of the revenue yeah it, it, these fines are not getting paid not because their companies aren't paying them but because they're being negotiated down to manageable amounts
1: what you pay you know, your lawyers for
0: well look don't get me wrong twenty two million euros is more than I've got but in the grand scheme of things <laughs> of a 180, 180 million plus fine it is a lot less isn't it
1: it is it's just yeah it, it's definitely a lot less money and I don't think I should be allowed to get away with it
0: no no and we don't call it the weekly tech round for nothing because that was my little round this evening so <laughs> <laughs> but it's not been a good week, though, has it, really, for other hacks? I mean, SolarWinds, as you said, when we kind of were talking about stories. So, SolarWinds is the big one of 2021, which, again, we don't know the half of how bad that is. You know, it is bad, isn't it?
1: It is bad, yeah. And then this week, we've got another one. <laughs> and this definitely, definitely tops Winds. So, yes, uh, Microsoft Exchange was basically owned uh, so all you guys have on-premise exchange servers. And apparently this affects about f- at least 30,000 companies in the US alone. Uh,
0: chances uh, are your uh, systems have been hacked. <laughs> and, and when you say companies, just to be clear, that's not big enterprises.
1: That's the whole gamut, isn't it? From big to small. Yeah, this is, I think there were four flaws in exchange. It could basically use to take over the server and gain access to the entire network. So this is to do, isn't it,
0: with um, a... What they're calling, I'm going to, again, we can't pronounce anything on this show. It's terrible. Um, no. I don't know whether this is Hafenum or Hafenum, uh, but H-A-F-N-I-U-M, which is the the name that's been given to this, isn't it? Which is, according to the Biden administration, the US uh, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, CSI, CSI um, yeah. they are saying that this is, according to them, a Chinese attack. Oh, okay. Uh, they are saying that, yep. According to them, this is originated in China, and they published the advisory on the sixth of March, which is currently, according to, um, run. Uh, they want basically the exploitation of these vulnerabilities, and they strongly recommend that you run test hyphen proxy logonps dot ps one script as soon yeah. as possible. Um, and I think as you were saying, like this affects pretty much nearly all on-prem versions of Exchange, isn't it? At the moment, it does. Uh, yep. Microsoft three six five exchange online is absolutely fine according to Microsoft there is no uh, vulnerability there that's been affected um, but I was reading through some of his stuff and I think it was Brian Krebs the security expert wasn't it, it was basically saying yeah. that um, even if you'd even if you'd run the patch that Microsoft published the day after the reality is you've probably been exploited and it's to, to do with a web shell I think isn't it that's um, that's been Pub, uh, that put onto the servers themselves, that then would yeah. give access to the the
1: attackers. Uh, exactly. Putting it, these patches on only stops it from happening from that point on. It doesn't protect you about what's already happened.
0: No, no, exactly. And they're saying you basically. I think I think Brian Krebs is kind of saying that.
1: Assume you've been compromised. This is that time to uh, back up your Exchange data, flatten wow. that box, and start again. But that's only presuming they haven't hopped off from the Exchange server to other servers in your network now.
0: Well, yeah, the old lateral movement. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. This is not going to be clear. I mean, I was I was actually in the middle of delivering a security workshop uh, to a number of people at the time when a lot of them had to drop off to go to this emergency uh, Microsoft Exchange uh, webinar to go over the <laughs> vulnerabilities. So Hello, uh, thank you, by Microsoft, the way. You ruined my day. <laughs> but uh, it kind of proved the point. We were all talking about, uh, you know, sec- um, security and how they... Infiltrate your network, and then boom! Microsoft did that announcement.
0: I, I just was, I, I, I was, I was shocked. This is like that, you know, the the, the meme, isn't it? It's like, you know, Solar Winds and Exchange of a bow, and uh SolarWinds goes, "Oh yeah, it's been a bad year. exchange." Is like, hold my beer. <laughs> like, <laughs> you ain't
1: seen nothing yet.
0: Uh so yeah, thirty thousand US-based exchange customers have thought to be targeted, and are approximately two hundred fifty thousand impacted globally. Uh, this is going to be bad. And yeah, like I mean, say, more,
1: um, yeah, SolarWinds was only meant to be about 18,000, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but that 18,000 was the US government. <laughs> it's like
1: the- yeah, I'm pretty sure the US government are probably running exchange servers on-premise as well, so I'm guessing this one affects them too.
0: Oh, this is crazy. I, I On the kind of pivot, though, around hacking, I read a really interesting story. I didn't put this in the show notes, so I apologise. Um, I was reading a story uh, earlier on, and it was uh, to do with... Um, three russian this was actually this was on brian krebs the krebs on security um and he he published a story on the 4th of march saying that three okay. top russian cybercrime forums have been hacked oh I, I did hear about that yeah so there's the the maz africa or maze or mf club um forum there was the uh another one what was the other one called um i got it here the vera russian language forum verified um and there was another one whose name I, I can't remember. Basically, they had been hacked. Not only been hacked, they'd been completely compromised. The whole database had been compromised. They had been redirected to you know different announcement pages. The admins had been putting out notices to say, you know, we've had to reset these passwords. And as they kind of the, the news trip fed out, it discovered that one of them, the it wasn't the forum had been hacked. The service provider had been hacked and the DNS had been rerouted. So they'd just been you know, sniffing the packets off the back of it. Um, and it was kind of reading it all the way through. And it was saying that tens of thousands of private messages uh, had been um, stolen as well because they were using ICQ.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> um, a blast from the past. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, Bitcoin wallets have been emptied. Uh, it was just, and it's like, but these are major underground cybercrime forums you know, where they trade, uh, you know, they trade tooling, I bet they say sell, you know, Stolen data, you know, all yep. the kind of stuff that you know we've been talking about, and this is gone. And this, uh, oh, there was an update to the story. Actually, I didn't see this earlier. They said that there was a fourth forum apparently has been hit as well. Oh. Now, they're saying now that uh, you know this story, it, it, it's kind of like who is this, and it is kind of, I guess they're pointing the fingers at you know foreign foreign intelligence agencies. Okay, um, and it's kind of like, yeah, who well Who would who would do that, and who would do it in the same way? That um, you know to still basically demo criminal data. I, I my money is definitely on a Western intelligence agency. Um, You're not going for North Korea. North Korea, they would oh, be, the they wouldn't Bitcoin? be as blatant. Yeah, they'd, they'd, they'd be more subtle. They wouldn't be as subtle with that. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, but my my money is definitely on some Western intelligence agency, three letter acronym probably uh, to doing yeah. that uh, because it just you know the, the way they've been attacked. The, the attacking of the of the domain registrars you know the the fact that they weren't brute forced if you will it was it was detected late on you know with wallets have been emptied, messages have been taken you know and then nobody else is selling that data because you couldn't sell that data could you it's not like <laughs> no, no, no. where would you go to sell it <laughs> but that's what I mean you know it, 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 you couldn't sell that on the underground again because it'd be like uh we want to work with you <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> like... yeah, yeah. it is out the back so it's got to be Western intelligence basically taking it for their own good, you know. And also, you know, the irony of the hack has been hacked, you know. And
1: Oh, that's it, a good one, yeah.
0: It is good. But yeah, I just, it, it kind of made sense to kind of follow on from that. Oh, oh wow. so, ah, oh, so we said we only had a couple of Apple stories tonight. So here's the other Apple story we've got going. And again, yep. it's another security one. I love it. This is great.
1: We're full on security tonight. It is. So, cult air tags. Ah, <laughs> favorite topic that isn't here yet. But maybe. But just they around are the corner, possibly. <laughs> they are coming because for iOS
0: fourteen point five beta three. I've got it here in front of me. If it's you got go to the find in it, yeah, yeah, you, it's there. It's right there. The Find My app has got items. So Air Tags are coming. When who knows? But Air Tags are coming. So Carl, what do you reckon about dropping an Air Tag into, like you know, I don't know, one of your kids' um, backpacks, and
1: you know, not telling them? Yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea actually. But uh, yeah. I, a little creepy, maybe. Yeah. Okay, kids. Okay,
0: psychic. Dropping it into you know, let's let's just kind of up the creepiness a little bit. Again, this is just hypothetical. I don't know somebody you know you want to follow. Yeah. Uh, criminal. You know reasoning. Uh, you know people that have some really bad ideas. You know, drop it into I don't know your your enemy's bag or yep. their or their or their car.
1: Um,
0: you know it seems a, a plausible way to track somebody, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, and the AirTags work on, I suppose, sheer numbers of iOS devices out, don't they? They don't have GPS in them and cellular or that kind of thing. You know, they actually track themselves. They rely on other iOS ecosystem devices picking up the signature and reporting it back to Apple. Not the U1 chip. Yes, the U1 chip, I think, <laughs> allegedly. But yeah, they pick that up, report it anonymously back to Apple. So you've got a giant mesh of iOS devices tracking these. But yeah, well, there would be nothing to stop you dropping an AirTag no. in someone's bag and uh, just watching where they go. Well, apparently Apple have already thought this. So
0: Apple basically have put in an item safety alert that's going to apparently be in the app. Um, the, the notes apparently dictated to this. What they're saying is optional item safety alerts. Uh, there's no kind of, you know, I guess you know, full developer information on it, but it will basically mean that you will be notified if an unknown tracker, i.e. AirTag, is
1: with you. Yeah, so that's a, a that's an AirTag that isn't attached to your iOS account. No, so it's moving along the same location you're going for. I Imagine a certain amount of time. Yeah, Good I idea. mean, so
0: it's it's like you know, it's a bit like, uh, hang on a minute, ping, what's that? What there's an AirTag in here? Where? Why is there? You know, like you just you can see it now, can't You're like, how did that get there? <laughs> like you know, <laughs> like <a, laughs> yeah. Uh, You know, I guess definitely there's a reason for it, and I get it. You know, yeah, there is a whole the certain section of society that don't have the right morals or or logic to not do things that they shouldn't do. But on the other hand, though, what happens if you put like an air tag? Let's just say in, um, let's say you hide it in your the 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 seat stem of your bike.
1: Yep. Okay. Track your own bike, and
0: your bike gets your bike gets stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh your thief is pedaling away when he looks at his phone and discovers that there's an unauthorized air tank with him.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, now what? like you
1: know uh, I suppose he has to pull the bike apart. Uh but then obviously that's presuming he has an iPhone. Because this only okay, protects I- iOS users, doesn't it? If you've got an Android phone, it's not gonna do squat for you. No, no, okay, I am with you. I-, I was being I was being facetious, but you see my yeah. Yep. I mean Oh definitely. So the new tool for your arsenal as a thief is to get yourself an iPhone. Interesting (laughs) marketing take there. (laughs) This is why I should do the public service announcement. We do not (laughs) condone the theft of bikes or other. (laughs) Um,
0: But yeah, I think you know. I look. I think this is a great idea because they shouldn't be used to track people without that permission. You shouldn't, you know, be stalking people for any reason, whether they're, you know, a loved one, whether or not you know, um, whatever your logic is, you know. I think, you know, for children, there's probably reasoning if you explain to them you've put one in the bag or you've got one, you know, for your child's safety, that's different. But another consenting adult, or unconsenting, probably in this case, is a totally different scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, nice. I mean Apple, let's be honest. Apple, remember, privacy is their key thing. They stress that all the way through, don't they? It's privacy is their number one concern. So it would make sense that they would have a lot a way that you wouldn't actually be like Oh, yeah, we don't care about your privacy anymore because we've
1: just, just built this system where people can track you. A global GPS tracking system.
0: Well, it changed, don't forget, in the Find My iPhone app because it used to be that you could add people to the Find My iPhone app and then look them up and uh, press, like, you know, like, tell me when... I can have it like, tell me when Carl uh, enters my location, you know? Hmm. And it never used to ping the other person's phone. But now it does. Now it will tell the other That's person right. that that you've basically... You're looking for them, um, yeah. which you know makes perfect sense. But again, if you were using it for nefarious reasons, then you kind of defeat the object a bit. Yeah. Ah, oh, uh, air tags. When will you come? To, will will you will, will you arrive? <laughs> this time next year, maybe. Uh, I don't know. We were reckon so we were kind of saying, didn't we? We don't think there was going to be a March event, but there kind of there seems to be more and more rumours coming back that there
1: might be a March event. Well, one of our other stories later on might indicate a March event uh, as well.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, we'll hold far on that then. So, uh, let's move away from security and kind of all the bad stuff and talk about a little bit what's coming down the line this year. So, 2020 obviously was the year of the virtual event. We have no in-person conferences. 2021 no. looks like it could change that, especially if Mobile Congress has got anything to go by. but. <laughs> The Google have just published details around their next twenty one event, haven't they? The their big cloud event. Um,
1: which, yeah, uh, this is this is the cloud technology event isn't it most That's we the one. Yeah, what they've been up to and what what's new on Google Cloud and obviously it's related technologies. Now, don't they usually do this kind of around April time? Don't they?
0: They do indeed because they're in twenty nineteen. Uh, it was held in Moscone because you and I watched it live in a bar. We did. Yeah. Ah, oh, we did indeed. Yeah. You and I were at a Google event in London and then we watched a yep. keynote of this whilst having the free drinks.
1: Of course we did. Yeah. Oh, that was a messy night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, I remember that on. well. <laughs> moving, moving on. on. Um,
0: yeah. So last year, obviously, it was last year. had a really weird. Was it nine weeks? They did like loads of different yeah, sessions. Yeah, like a whole
1: with... digital series, didn't they? Online over nine weeks with different sessions. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so this year they have published it's going to take place in October 12th to the 14th, so two days. So, yeah. But they haven't said whether or not it's going to be physical or virtual. My money says it's going to be physical. Well, I take it yeah. back. I say physical but with virtual participation, so a hybrid event.
1: Okay, yeah, could well be. I mean, it might be okay in October. It might be enough for everyone to have their vaccinations and the world to look like a different place, but... I still wouldn't bet top dollar on it. No,
0: no, I agree with you. But I'm just thinking, you know, they, they're they making it a two-day event. They're pushing it to the far end of the year. Yep. And they're holding their cards close to the chest on what kind of event it's going to be. It still gives them plenty of time to change it if they necessarily does, need to, yep. which they're probably built into. Uh, if they did hold it virtually, they could probably do, you know, a kind of a hybrid event where... You you know, in person, get to see the big keynotes and that, but virtually you can you can't attend the breakouts or something you know one of those okay, gotcha yeah, you know, um, but I don't know, you're right it look anything could happen, we know that mobile Congress is convinced they're going to be holding fifty thousand people in June, Barcelona. Good luck <laughs> to them, um most other I won't tech be going no, most other tech companies are holding back, I think, at the moment, yeah. Uh, I think Microsoft have said that, uh, well, Ignite Ignite has just been a two day virtual event. It has, yes. Um, I think their next one is Build, isn't it? And uh, again, that probably will be a virtual event, I suspect. All the other big ones like Salesforce, um, uh, VMware, VMworld, that one that's virtual uh, this year, probably. Again, uh there's the ibm events all the big players you know oracle are very likely to be virtual again i suspect i can't see why they'd want to risk it early on
1: i'm really not convinced we'll see another physical one this year
0: well i don't know i guess it's one of those kind of things isn't it they're like place your bets now but hey look if it is I'll be interested. Let's see what happens. You know, October, like you say, the world could be a very different place than it is now. You know, we could be in well be, yeah, we could be we could be in wave five, or we could be in a a place of uh, uh, a beer (laughs) garden. Could be in a place of beer gardens (laughs) and uh, you know social interaction. But let's see, let's see. So uh, okay, so then last story before Carl tells us why he thinks there's going to be an Apple event. <laughs> so Carl, so perseverance, the NASA rover which parachuted onto the Martian soil the other last month, which yeah. was super impressive, wasn't it? I have it to be was honest,
1: very impressive. I love you know, the fact they had that hidden code in the parachute. Oh,
0: that was phenomenal. Yeah, that that fantastic, um, fantastic. Uh, was it binary message? Isn't it? Like say it in was, the, yeah.
1: The, uh,
0: so not only did it then not just parachute onto the surface, it then used a sky crane to almost kind of hover the uh the the rover into position, didn't it? And then flies off to sort of crash somewhere else. It
1: Indeed, comes yep. packing
0: a it comes packing a helicopter. Yep. It's running Linux.
1: And you ready for a state of the art processor from nineteen ninety eight?
0: It's running it's running a power PC chip. From IBM,
1: but a custom one, custom one. So it was, yeah, yeah okay. It's about okay, PC, what, seven fifty, isn't it? So, yeah, this story—that's the same one. So this is our Apple story. It's the same one that came out in the original iMac. Ah, uh,
0: it's like I read it. I saw this headline. I was like, perseverance with nineties iMac processor for brain. I was like, what? No, it's got to be a joke. No, you they're are right. Trusty, they're right.
1: reliable. They just work. It doesn't need to be too fancy, does it?
0: No, and the fact that it's proven as well, isn't it? Because it's on it's proven. Was it the Curiosity rover, the Kepler Space Telescope, and the Juno probe to Jupiter, and a 100 other spacecraft.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a custom design, though. It's not just the off-the-shelf one. Uh, it's been, Was it hardens against radiation, hasn't it? And it's called the Rad 750.
0: Yeah, so it can stand uh, a 100,000 rads, and it can have a temperature range from minus 55 centigrade to plus uh, 70.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And it's
0: and it sips power. What was it? Ten, 10 watts. watts. 10. Yeah.
1: ten watts. Now, I mean, that hundred thousand rads—that's some serious radiation. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I I wouldn't want to get in the way of that. <laughs> no, no, because one thousand rads basically will kill you as a human being. So a uh, hundred thousand, yeah, you don't want to be anywhere near that.
0: Uh, but look, that Curiosity rover, um, you know, the the other one on Mars at the minute. That's pretty, I mean, isn't that still going? Is that, is that one still going strong? I think it is, isn't it? Curiosity is that still going? I think yeah, it is, isn't still it? going. Yeah. Yeah. So that landed in 20, I think it was 2011. Or was it 2012? It's been there a few years, hasn't it, at least? I know it's nearly 10 years it's been there. Uh, so it clearly proves that you can run, I mean, you know, you can run these chips for a long time, nonstop, in harsh environments, and, you know, yep. as long as they're powered by plutonium.
1: <laughs> that's the missing like... ingredients now where can we get hold of some
0: <laughs> that's probably not a statement you want to make you No, know, no like... I don't really
1: want it I was just thinking back to the future
0: <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> where we where we're going we only need IBM CPUs exactly <laughs> now that's pretty cool I was quite impressed by that i have to say that it was it was running um it was running the IBM Pappy CPU because it's kind of stuff you don't think about you think like you know space probe you would think like you know the the rover to mars would have some super uh, designed unique processor, wouldn't it? That you know, it yeah. doesn't show up anywhere else. But actually, when you think about it, it makes far more sense to have a reliable, proven design that, um, that yeah, yeah it's going to work, isn't it? Because you're not exactly like, going to send, this point,
1: they know all the bugs in the PowerPC 750, don't they?
0: Well, I was just saying, it's not like you're going to send down the older astronaut, is it? Can you, uh, can you up the ISS? Yeah, we've got it. Hi, ISS tech support. How yeah. Hi, yeah, this is Perseverance on Mars. Um, I've got a little problem. <laughs> I need you to plug in a keyboard
1: and press control, alt, and delete. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can you tell me what you see on the screen? <laughs> no, the fact that it's running Linux as well, I guess, probably helps.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they all do, don't they? Is it Linux or is it Unix? It's actually Linux, is it? I'm sure I read it's Linux. I'm sure um,
0: it's Linux. You're going to tell me now some flavor of... Well, obviously, it's, it's the flavor of Unix. So We are getting pedantic. Yeah. Um, it's running... Um, Wind River VX Works RTOS,
1: okay, real time OS,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, and it's and and the helicopter is called Ingenuity, which also runs a Linux flavor as well. Oh, okay, awesome. There you go.
1: Learn All right, every okay, day. Carl.
0: So then, last story this evening before we talk about the last thing, which is uh, the game this evening. So tell me, Carl, uh, why do you think there's going to be an Apple event in March? then? So?
1: Well, guys, if you want to get yourself an iMac Pro, you're going to need to get in there quickly because according to Apple's site now, the only iMac Pro you can buy is the base model. It's still going to cost you $5,000 and it's only while suppliers last. I mean, they discontinued all other variations. Is that the black, is that the space gray one? That's the black one, sorry, space gray. You're right, space gray, the one with the 5K screen, is it? Xeons and
0: all that jazz, yeah.
1: The Xeons and and a decent GPU in it, but uh, yeah, Apple only usually do this when they're about to replace it. So, or I mean, or maybe they've actually just discontinued the Mac Pro completely and they'll just have iMacs, sorry, uh, just have iMacs with M1 whatever chips in them. But uh, chances are they'll be doing an iMac Pro with a, a new ARM chip in it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that.
0: Apple don't discontinue things unless, like you say, there are two reasons it's Dead <laughs> to never yep. seem come back again, and they haven't really killed anything off properly for a while, have they? Not really? Wow, no. Um, the iMac Pro was a pretty impressive, or still is a pretty impressive beast. Okay, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, so the iMac Pro comes with, like you say, the space gray uh, coloring, doesn't it? And it comes with the black yep. keyboard and mouse. I have a black space gray keyboard and mouse here in front of me. Oh, you sucker! You. Uh, no, I haven't got a. I haven't got the iMac though. That'd be nice. No. I, I, I like the iMac designs. I just don't like that um, huge bevel, bezel you know, with the Apple logo at the yeah. bottom of the screen. Uh, but I, I, my money on this is, you're right, there's going to be an M-powered, MX-powered, I'm going to call it MX again, MX-powered iMac Pro.
1: There has to be. So if they're, it's if they're dumping stock now, it's going to be imminent, isn't it?
0: It is imminent because they're going to pivot their designs to it. They haven't done, they've done the Mac Mini, which is all well and good, but they haven't, you know, the iMac would make sense that they want to bring in that. The M1 chips, we know for a fact, can compete with the high end Mac Pros. So yep. why couldn't it compete with an iMac Pro? And especially if it's the next generation of the M chips or, or a, a souped up version with more RAM or on a better GPU. Then
1: definitely yeah, I mean, they've got a lot more cooling capacity in the iMac, haven't they, as opposed to the uh, yep. MacBook.
0: Well, let's see, let's see what happens then, because you know what we know. We're on the this is the 8th of March today. Um, there's still plenty of time for a Mac event or any Apple event. Definitely, yeah. Um, and again, as we've said before, it'll be 30 to 40 minutes long virtual event, really slick Tim Cook um you know, performance. And yeah, why not? They just it, there's no reason why they couldn't do it. And this is probably, perhaps, as you say, another good sign that they are. But then again, Apple aren't always reliable in the sense of the, uh, you know, the events are they? They don't kind of run to a schedule anymore. So it no, may just be not. it may it may just be running down. You just don't know. It might just be running down a stock. But yeah, reality is it's probably a new one.
1: So yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully, have some more information that hasn't when it's
0: available. Yep, definitely, definitely, because we've been talking about an Apple event for a few weeks now.
1: (laughs) Come on, Apple, just give us an event.
0: (laughs) Okay, so last story this evening, and to wind out of it, so Carl, we've been we've we've been playing this for a couple of weeks now, haven't we? We've had Uh, so much fun with this game. (laughs) This is crazy. So, Wreckfest is the new title that we've picked up from uh, Xbox Game Pass. It is also available on Steam, and uh, I actually have it on on... Steam. You do indeed. It's also available on PS4, um, Xbox. So obviously. you know, Xbox as well, of course. Yep, uh, Game Pass. We've got it, we got it on Game Pass. You got it on Steam previously. So we haven't, you know, we 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 are be playing this. Um, and if uh, if you're of a certain age, you might recall a game called um, Demolition Derby.
1: Um, no, it was Destruction which... Derby, wasn't it?
0: Destruction Derby. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Destruction Derby. Destruction which, Derby. Uh, Destruction Derby. On the which was a PlayStation. It was indeed. Back in the PS1, back in, oh, God, when did that come out? 96, something like that, I think, probably. has
1: to be. It was ancient by now.
0: Got to be around that time. So 25-odd years ago, a game on the PS1, where exactly what the name says. It was basically smashing cars up. Banger Racing. That's the one car. Yeah, thank you. Uh, It spawned several sequels. It did. This is kind of the spiritual successor, isn't it?
1: It is. Oh, it's so good! It's crazy. It's so much fun! It's, it's mayhem, crazy. absolute mayhem. But it has the traditional. It's got banger racing around a racing track. Uh, you know your normal tracks, your figure eight tracks, which is always great when you've got that crossover. It's got the proper. Is it destruction derby bowls where you, you know everyone's yep. around the edges of it and you all just drive straight towards the middle and you know uh, the winner is uh, <laughs> last man standing. But it's it, yeah, it's just nuts. <laughs> And some of the tracks, some of them you've got loop to loops on them and multiple crossovers. And it's you can be in first, and two minutes later, you're at the back of the pack.
0: It is absolutely nuts. You say there's a career mode, there's multiplayer mode, there's kind of like your single custom races, isn't it, that you can do? Yep, it is just full on nuts.
1: And (laughs) I mean, it's had me and you both screaming at the screen, hasn't it? Oh,
0: good. God, I mean, it's just absolute mayhem in some way, I and mean, you know the AI you can adjust, can't you? From kind of like just drives a car to wants to annihilate you, yeah. Um, and it's just like it's just mental. And you're right, we, we've we've had hours of fun of it. We've been playing on the multiplayer piece setting up tracks with the AI playing, racing against yeah. them. Uh, yeah, and you're right. There have been times when I've kind of, I've you know, I've gone back 25 years to, to you know, PlayStation controller in hand. I'd be like, no, and like throwing the controller down because of frustration. You
1: know?
0: <laughs> you know, how many times have we been racing, or like one of us has been in the lead, only to be like, I don't know, sideswiped at the last lap, and then finish 14th yeah. or whatever. You know, like <laughs> it's
1: always it, the way.
0: It's, it's just great fun. It's you know, if you if you've got Game Pass or you've got it on Steam or you know, even buy it because it's not. I don't think it was expensive actually. No, no, not at all. Uh, it is definitely worth worth the money. Uh, single player is fantastic. Multiplayer is even better, um, and it's just fun. It's just simple, <laughs> pure fun. Um, and like I hadn't really come across it, I think, until you told me about it.
1: Uh, yeah, I it mean, came I, on,
0: it come out two years ago, didn't it? Two, was it? Yeah, two, it's been out
1: a while. Ago? I think it was a bit buggy at the start, from what what I read. But you know, I just, I bought it on Steam because I wanted it, and then just never got around to playing it. And of course, when it came out on Game Pass, I told you to go and grab it. We spent ages trying to figure out why we couldn't play each other. Oh <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Cause I had the steam version. You had the game pass one and game pass ones use Xbox live for multiplayer. The steam ones use steam. So obviously I have to delete that and go download the uh, game pass version. But once we figure that one out, we're all good.
0: I am. Um, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I, I went into thinking, oh, just another racing game, you know, oh, this is going to be, but it's addictive. It's just, you're right. It's just pure addiction. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a firm favorite, I think, for just when you want to pick up and play. You know, we've been yeah. playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption two at the minute. You know, we're we have, really yeah. getting into that, aren't we? We've sunk a lot of hours into that. Uh, you know, we have played. We played DCS. We play our flight sims. Um, we were playing Project Cars for a bit. Uh, what else have we be playing? Yeah. Um, uh, Horizon, Forza Horizon? Horizon. Cyberpunk. Um, you know, Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon: yeah, which is definitely that's we're going to have to pick up and re- I think re-review that again uh, with the new content when that comes out yes um but breakfast yeah definitely if you're looking for something to play something that doesn't require a lot of thought not super and something you don't have to do the career mode to have fun with i thoroughly recommend this and i know carl does as well because he wins nine times out of (laughs) ten
1: i'll give you a chance tonight Jay. it's fine you can win
0: (laughs) well awesome well on that note i think that's a great place to close so we've been uh, we we've had a great show this evening new episodes of the weekly tech Rat come out weekly um and i've been jay i've been carl have a good evening all